Yesterday we gave a very powerful, uh, practical to-do, little ishtatlut that uh, we give at the end of every lesson. And so that means that we were going to reach out to someone that maybe we may have treated indifferently or may not have treated properly because for whatever reason, for whatever reason was on your plate at that day, um, you it, it just came out that way. Let's just say that and just generalize. And you were supposed to reach out to that person and make amends or make the person feel good, make them smile. I want to hear these stories. I want to hear the stories of the practical uh, parts of what we're doing about what we're learning. Because it's not enough to learn how to love Klad Israel, how to have Ahavas Israel. It's not enough. We have to put it into practice. We have to practice what we're learning. Because what happens here is even though a person may have love in his heart, which is where the love really needs to reside, the, the, the love resides here in the love, in the heart. We also have to take it out and put it into action. It's not enough that a person goes around loving a Chavaz Israel and having that love for Claud Israel and keeping it to himself. Because how are you showing that love? How are you giving that love over to Hashem's children? You have to understand that if a person wants to love God, the first thing that we have to do, there's many steps along the way before a person can really say, I love you, God, is we have to love his children. Because if we don't really love his children, then you can't say you love God. If we're pointing our finger at every person or anyone in Claude Israel, let me just be more specific, anyone that in Claude Israel that you're pointing a finger at, that's not showing love to Hashem. That's actually bringing out not so good things in Claude Israel. And we don't want to be a participant in that. We don't want to be that person that goes around bringing out all the schmutz in someone's closet. You know, it's as if you're going into, someone's coming into your home and you're opening up all the closets that have all the junk and all the stuff in it and you want everyone to see it and you're putting it on display. Why would a person want to do that? Even if you're right, even if you're right and you're pointing and you're, when I say pointing, it means you've identified a Jew that may be in your mind for whatever reason that the Yetzirah gave you to look at only the bad and not look at the good because a lot of us have the tendency to do that. Okay, is that we are able to then know that when we do that, what we're doing is we're showing up all the stuff that's in the closet of Cloud Israel and we're putting it out there for the marketplace to see. We're giving the other side the ability to have more things of accusation to bring against Hashem's children. Why would anyone in, anyone want to be a participant in that? Why would anyone want to be a participant in putting a brother in a point of being judged? Because when we do that, and here's the part, here's the part that we have to understand. When we do something like that, and this we'll explain also in the laws of Lashon Ara, which is another shiur that that um, I'm giving, is the laws of Lashon Ara. When we do something like that, it's as if we're doing it to ourselves. Because when we go around, and whether we're saying it verbally, 
or whether we're posting it on the internet or whether we're sharing something on WhatsApp or whether we're, we're writing an email and forwarding it, whatever the case is, if you're part of that and you're doing that, then what you've just done is you just brought a person, uh, accusation upon themselves. We bring accusations upon ourselves. So what happens is that, yes, that person's file gets opened in Shemaim, but so does yours. So does your file get opened. And it's, it never ends well for either party. And then the person who is accusing all their merits so that you know, go to the person they're accusing. So if a person builds up merits in his lifetime, all those merits go now to the party in which they're bringing accusations against because Hashem loves all his children. Hashem loves Klal Israel. One sin is not better than the other, right? But if we're all going to stick together and we're all going to be one of one big part of, of Hashem, we have to recognize that Hashem knew that we were going to fall because Hashem makes us fall. How do you like that? And on top of that, he gave us a process of teshuva. So once a person's the teshuva, then the person comes out clean, right? All the averos turn into mitzvot. How do you like that? So how do we know what that person did teshuva? How do we know anything? We don't know anything at all. That's why it's important that we don't judge. That's why it's important that we judge everyone favorably. That's why it's important that we just start to build up the love for our Klal Israel, for our brothers and our sisters. And that means, that, like I said earlier, not just build it up in your heart and leave it there. Practice it. Do things with it. Like be kind to people. Like really be someone that 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 a person, you could bring a smile to someone's face. Show show Klal Israel that you love them, whether they're wearing a kippah sugah, whether they're wearing a kippah, of a, a, a black velvet, whether they are uh, not wearing a kippah at all, whether they're wearing a strimal or a down hat or an up hat, it doesn't matter whether they're Ashkenazi, Hasidish, or Sephardi, it doesn't matter, Temeni, doesn't matter. We're all children of God. And we learned that yesterday, how all the tribes, even though they had different flags, they all had different flags because they have different beautiful skills that Hashem gave each tribe. And because of that, we're all united, which means that if this tribe, for example, has the ability of having courage and the other tribe has the ability of singing, I'm just giving you examples, and the other tribe has the ability of being creative, with with their hands or whatever when you bring them all together they all can need and use each other because all of those skills that Hashem and those attributes he gave to each tribe uniquely we can all use to help each other with do you get that? Because if Hashem wanted to have disunity he would have given everyone everything so no one needed to depend on anyone do you get that? But the fact that he gave each tribe its unique characteristics, that means we can all use that characteristic that that tribe has, which means we need each other. Why? Because we're all one. So the fact that we see each other separately is in fact an illusion, an illusion of this world. This is a world of not MS, right? This is a world of falsehood. This is the world of MS is in the world to come, not this world. So we have to rise above the falsehoods of this world and go into the realm of being close to Hashem. And to be close to Hashem, we have to be one, one united cloud because that's part of Hashem. That becomes part of Hashem. When we're disconnected, then we're no longer part of one. 
then we're, we're, we're raveling out there out by ourselves, okay? And that's not a good place to be. So this is why it's important for us to not just have the love in our heart, but to also display it. Also practice it. Share with people. Say nice things about people. If you can't say anything nice, don't say anything at all. If you see your post that has to do anything that has to do with disparaging any member of Claude Israel, I don't care who they are, religious, not religious, whatever the case, zip it quiet. Do not get involved and just stay away from that and just bless them. Blessed that you see the goodness in each other. Blessed that you see the goodness in each other. So bring blessings on Cloud Israel. Don't do the other, the opposite. Hasa Shalom. We don't want to even go there. So we have to practice what we're starting to learn and starting to feel in our heart. So every time you see a Jew, and that we said this in the other lesson the other day, like the first lesson or the second lesson, say to Cloud Israel, I love you. Look at every time you pass by, Abigdor Miller said perfectly, when you see a mezuzah on a door, say, I love every Jew that's in this house every time we verbalize and we actually do the ishtalut and we make it happen into action we get a separate mitzvah a separate merit every time you say i love this jew it's a different merit you're accumulating not just for yourself but for cloud israel and right now cloud israel needs to have adut and we need to have because this world was created on a on a system of cause and effects we need to build merits for cloud israel and how do we do that so easy look how easy it is to do that look how easy it is to do that says i love this jew i love this yid look at this little boy look at this little girl look at this person over here whatever i love him keep on no keep on i don't care strangle on the head nothing on the head i don't care i love the jew i love the jew he's part of hashem how can i not love him i love him but feel it but really know it and every time you say that you're getting a mitzvah every time you say that you're building up marriage for cloud israel you become a part of the solution and not a part of the problem do you get the difference when we love cloud israel and we start to be unified we are part of the solution we are part of that that brings back our temple when we do opposite to that in any way whatsoever which is what the yetaara wants us to do he's going to convince you that you're right and you will be right but what you do it's what's going to determine are you causing the destruction of cloud israel or are you building for us a stronger bond in cloud israel so you have to decide which side are you going to be on are you going to be part of the destroyer are you going to be part of the unifier of bringing cloud israel to such a oneness that we're going to be basking in our soon? because once we're one within the cloud we're one with our creator we can't forget that so that being said i want to continue now and let's talk about what it is to arouse the feelings of love as is brought down by the base halevi so therefore every person is required to awaken in his heart awaken in his heart love for everyone so the base halevi seems to imply that the mitzvah a loving a fellow jew does not constitute performing any specific action but that the mitzvah is fulfilled by arousing the love for a jew in your heart so this view is held by the Sefer Haredim in Sefer Mizvot Hakatan, 
as well as they both list this mitzvah as one of the mitzvot that are performed with the heart this is one of them that's performed with the heart so this seems to be the opinion of the mabid as well and we see that in the ingress derek hashem in shahad too and so therefore one can fulfill the mitzvah of havas israel constantly regardless of one's location wherever you are based on this the sefer yesod the shoresh havodah suggests that if one finds himself let's say in an unclean area let's say a person is in an area that's not not fit to even pray to the point that is forbidden to pray or to even learn there he should fill his mind with thoughts of love for a fellow jew even in that place where he is surrounded by schmutz a person can fill his mind with thoughts of love for a fellow Jew thus fulfilling a mitzvah with the mere thought alone which we can do that we can do that with our thoughts and Rav Chaim Mital talks about this also in the Sharia Kedusha and on one who maintains he maintains also the viewers as, as well and uh, the Ramban also writes that the way to fulfill this mitzvah is through acts of love so it would seem that the Ramban maintains that the mitzvah is fulfilled only with physical actions and you can see that also in the uh, Sefer Hainuk in the introduction and he lists six mitzvot that can per- be performed constantly but does not list this mitzvah among them it would seem that the Hinuk maintains that one fulfills its mitzvah only with physical acts of love towards his fellow and not merely with thoughts so indeed when the Sefer Hainuk dictates that the details of the mitzvah of the havata kamocha he mentions only loving through physical actions so it seems to maintain that the mitzvah can be fulfilled merely with thoughts of love however he writes that one becomes obligated to fulfill this mitzvah only when he's surrounded by others thus it is not a constant mitzvah okay so the base halavi also states that this mitzvah applies to everyone so and one who does not arouse this love he has not fulfilled the positive commandment so let's say it again any every person is required to awaken in his heart love for everyone and one who does not arouse this love he has not fulfilled this positive commandment okay so here the base alavi again states that this mitzvah applies to everyone everyone without exception so what about someone who's a sinner what are we going to say about that so the radvaz and mesudas david writes that this mitzvah applies only to someone who is your fellow meaning that someone who includes himself as one of the jewish people through keeping mitzvot additionally the verse in tehillim 139 states those who hate you hashem i hate and the henak in uh, mitzvah 238 writes based on this pasuk that there's a mitzvah to hate the wicked however the henak writes clearly that there is one condition that one may feel hate for a sinner only only provided that one has given him the proper rebuke countless times and yet he still continues to sin do we hear that the 
the the the difference here is and this is really on one condition one condition only one condition one may feel hate for a sinner or make him feel like he's not part of the jewish people one may feel hate only provided only you are we listening this is the key word only provided that one has given him the proper rebuke countless times countless and yet he still continues to sin otherwise one must love each sinner regardless of his sins i hope we really understand that okay must must penetrate this so deeply into ourselves that it's something that just comes naturally i'm going to repeat it again because this is so important for us to know because oftentimes we'll go around and we'll think that this person is not doing something correctly and that person isn't you know following the 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 mitzvah or doing a mitzvah or or we're, we're accusing someone of making an road, or we think that we know the reasons why they're making an road and they're deliberately sinning this is not what we're saying here that attitude is a hundred percent wrong a hundred percent what it's saying here is when he says that it applies to our fellow your fellow meaning someone who includes himself as one of the jewish people through keeping the mitzvot it's even though he says that through someone that's keeping the mitzvot and to hell him it brings out those who hate you i hate i hashem i hate okay and the hinnok what it's saying is based on that pasuk that there's a mitzvah to hate the wicked but here what it's bringing out is who's wicked who is the real wicked one we can't think that the person that's not doing a, what we think we think he's not doing the mitzvah or we think that he's not keeping shabbat so therefore he's considered to be wicked you know there's a thing called tinok nishba you know there's a thing in in, in halal terms called a tinok nishba because if that person were to have knowledge of the torah and what the torah says and he were to understand fully like fully understand and being rebuked by someone so that he can learn what it is to keep our mitzvot he wouldn't sin he probably would not be sinning but since we don't know that because we don't know anything okay what it's saying is for us here is that and I'm going to repeat it again because it's important that we get it. There's one condition for us to feel that way, that it's, the, it, it's a misfit to hate the wicked and to call that person wicked. One condition, that one may feel hate for a sinner, only provided that one has given him the proper rebuke countless times, and yet he still continues to sin okay so i don't know many of us that can go around saying that we actually went up to someone and we actually sat down with a person and told them what they were doing was wrong and even there's a halacha around how to give musar and that we did it in such a way that they understood and they were refused that they were totally in, in understanding of what is going on and they're a hundred percent refusing to do what they're supposed to do i don't know many of us not many okay that have been in the position where they've done that and they could say truthfully that this person is a hundred percent wicked so that being said we have to love otherwise otherwise it's and it says it right here otherwise one must love each sinner regardless of his sins okay we must love each sinner regardless of his sins it's important to note 
that the above mentioned condition has little bearing in our days. In our days and where we are right now, guys, the Hasson Ich says in Yoredea, writes clearly in the name of earlier post scheme that in our time there is no one who is capable of giving proper rebuke, thus obligating us to love all sinners. Are we awakening ourselves to really realize something? Do we really realize what we're learning here? No one here is capable of really giving that Musar. We're not. We're not. We're such a we're such a weak generation, guys, that the fact we all sin differently. As I said earlier, our sin is not one sin is not better than the other. Sin is a sin is a sin, but we all do teshuva. So I want to go further about hate the deeds and not the person. And, and, and this brings down also from the Briska Rav that once he heard Rav Shlomo will be say in the name of his rabbi, Rav Yerucham Levovitz, <coughs> that only an Adam Gadol, a great man, can hate a sinner. Why? Why is that? Because when you hate a wicked person, you aren't hating the person. You're hating his sinful deeds. And only a great man can differentiate between the two. So I don't know many people at that level. I know for sure I'm not at that level. So the Gemara in uh, Gemara Masechet Bachot relates an incident illustrating this point. So follow me, guys, here. Some Rufians in Rabbi Meir's neighborhood caused him much pain. And he prayed for their demise. His wife, Bruria, reproached him and saying that he understood that the pasuk says, let the sinners, chotim, be obliterated. And we see that in Tehillim 104. But the verse actually states, let the sin, hataim, be obliterated. So therefore she told him, pray that they return in Teshuvah, and then they won't be wicked anymore. So sure enough, he heeded his wife's advice, and they repented. So the Gemara sides with Buria, agreeing that if we should not pray for the wicked to die, but for their wickedness to cease. So Rav Shlomo Wolbe tells a story in the name of Rav Yeruchem Levovitz about the altar of Kelm. The altar's complexion was always very pale during the week, but on Shabbat, his face would take on like a healthier color. So one Shabbat, however, his, his face was very pale. And after Havdalah, his students asked him what happened. He replied that Peretz Shmolenskin had died. He explained that this man had been an anti-religious Jew, a communist who had caused many problems. He was a, th- a, a, a true threat to Judaism. But why the pale face, the altar said. Imagine the pain of this neshama when he reaches the world of truth and discovers that he had been fighting for lies his whole life. Imagine the pain that his soul will go through. So thinking of this, the altar of Cain could not enjoy Shabbat. This is a great man. As bad as this communist was, he had a Jewish soul that would suffer. So the altar of Cain felt his pain and he was unable to distinguish between the person and his deeds. So from here, we have so much to learn on how it is that we should behave with one another. We can't be in a position of judging unless we are in a position to give that person rebuke 
And none of us, none of us today are in any position to be qualified, to come from a place really of giving Musar, the way it should be given to any Yid. So I'm not saying that we should we should love everyone's that's doing things that are not proper in a person's eyes that should be done that's against our Torah. I'm not saying that at all. What I'm saying is don't judge them. I'm not saying you have to like it. I'm saying you have to pray for them. I'm not saying that you have to be in agreement with what they're doing. I'm saying you have to love the Jew for a Jew. And if you want, hate the deeds. So pray that they should be aware of what they're doing and pray that they should do teshuva. That's why there's such a movement right now in Kiruv. A lot of people with everything that's happening in the world right now, they're seeing a lot of the miracles, which they didn't get to see the miracles such as they're seeing right now. Hashem doesn't do open miracles. But what's happening right now is unreal. When you hear the stories of what's happening out in the battlefields, the miracles that they're experiencing every single day, every single day, you have to see the hand of Hashem everywhere. And these people that have never known what it is to have a Shabbat are now coming to the realization where in the past they grew up not knowing about God. Their true tinok nishba. When I say that to you, they don't know anything about modesty. They don't know anything about keeping Shabbat. They don't know. They heard about Shabbat. Yes, they heard about. You know, you can't eat this. Yeah, they heard about that, but they don't know why. What what it means? What it means in our Torah? They don't have the learning and the level of understanding and the education and Hanukkah that you received. They don't have that. They don't. That's why we call Tignok Nishba. So we cannot judge. But when they're starting to see the soldiers and how the soldiers are going into the battlefields and how they're praying to God and how they're 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 doing their Avodat Hashem and how they're relying on Hashem and how they're 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 directing their 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 prayers and their actions to Shemayim and they're knowing that Hashem is guiding and leading them. They're showing them an example. They're doing a Kiddush Hashem and they're looking up to. The them and they're saying I want some of that and when Hashem is showing them the miracles that are seeing in their eyes in their face they're looking and seeing how they're being saved every second they could have been not in this world anymore they're coming back they're saying that the phones of Kiwu organizations are ringing off the hook that people are now realizing Kadosh Baruch Hu exists. Yes, and there is. There is a cause and effect system. Yes, and people are wanting to know more. They're wanting to know more about their God. They're wanting to, the veil is starting to come off, guys, so our davening can help them get there. Our love for them, our unconditional love for our, our brothers and sisters can help them get there. When you see a person and they're not dressed modest, when you see a person they're not keeping Shabbat when you see a person whatever don't hate them for what do not do that you can you can you cannot like the act of what they're doing but you cannot hate that neshama it's a Jewish beautiful precious neshama that comes from the Kisui Kavod like yours did the only difference is that they had this background and you had a different one but pray that that person should see and pray that that person should taste the goodness of what you 
you're tasting and pray that they should do that and make them feel good not make them feel good for what they're doing that's a sin no don't even judge them as a sinner at all but Claude, i'm not saying that at all i'm saying be an example be an example for them let them see what it's like to be in the hands of kadosh Baruchu, to be basking in his glory to be following the torah that the torah is not a book of laws and rigidness the torah is a book of life but you can't go around showing people hatred and you hate them because you're accusing them and you're judging them and then you're showing them that that side that's not our torah that's not the ways of Hashem. That will repel the person, even give them more reason why to not want to be in the hands of Hashem in that way, to not want to, the, you know, want to follow the Torah. They're going to say, someone follows the Torah and he's treating me like that? I don't want any part of that. Why should I want to be like that person? That's not a, 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 a Hidush Hashem. That's a Hilul Hashem. You don't want to turn away a person. You want to show them love and you want to show them kindness and you want to live by example be the example guys we have to be a light unto the nations if we have to be a light unto the nations which means a light unto the goyim or a light unto the ishmaelites a light a light unto the other nations even more so you have to be a light within cloud israel even more so we have to be a light for our brothers and sisters our own brethren even more so you have to be a smile on your face and let them know that they're you're approachable that you're not looking up at, at, at them up and down and you're judging them because who wants to be in such a position they're going to look at you like saying this is a this is a person that's god-fearing i don't want to be like that Hasfashalom, which you come across that way. You want to smile, you want to offer them kindness, and you want to offer them compassion. You want to show them the attributes of Kadosh Baruchu that you have within yourself. You want to let them taste the sweetness of what it is to live a life of Torah. And you want to let, let them discover that on their own because they too have their process in this world. But never Hasfashalom judge someone. Never make someone feel like they're less of a person. We don't want to do that. You want to be a light to the nations, which means if you're learning Torah and you're following in the path of Hashem, then you should be emulating His ways. And we have to love each Jew unconditionally, not judging him at all, because in this generation, who are we to say that we're not, our sins are better or less than theirs? Who are we to say that? And so we have to have compassion and we have to dive in for them and we have to be, you know, smile and treat them with love and with kindness. And that's that's how you're going to get to their hearts. That's what's making the phones of this Kiruv's organizations ring, because they're seeing it with their eyes. They're not being looked down at they're not being chastised and set to the side they're not being reprimanded and grilled and browbeaten no they're feeling the love and that's what's bringing them close and that's what we have to do we have to let them feel the love of cloud israel that we have for each other that love will draw them closer to hashem and if you want to be an evid hashem if you want to be a true evid hashem you're going to radiate so much love Love, that they're going to want to come and get a taste of that and that's our job in this world you're going to want them to come back and get a taste of that so whenever you see someone in the street this is the practical practical for today i want you to then 
treat everyone that you see with kindness don't judge don't even let them get the ability or feel the ability that you're judging them in any way show them the kindness show them the light show them the love show them the compassion that the, the creator gives to you you give it to them that's how you're going to show love for cloud israel that's unifying cloud israel that's becoming one with your creator that's that's an Eved Hashem. That's what an Eved Hashem does. So today, as our practical thing to do, I want everyone to start to pray today. Today is a day of prayer. It's Yom Kippur Katan. I want everyone to pray for everyone. Pray for all of us to make it. Pray that Kalazarel be an Akdut, strong Akdut. Pray that those that are not yet tasted the taste of Torah, how is sweet, that Hashem should have kindness on them and compassion on them because they're Tinok Nishba and that we all love each other we all want to be in Agdu together that we should all make it pray for your brothers and sisters all over all the corners of the earth those that don't even barely even know what Judaism is pray pray that that we all make it pray that they're protected and say to Hashem I love my brothers and my sisters I love Klad Israel make us all be in Agdu let us all be strong please bring us all back together we want all of us to be back together as one unit as one part of a Klad Israel which ultimately is a part of you and with that being said hazaku baruk bezat hashem we shall continue these lessons bezat hashem tomorrow